Welcome to the fifth ever episode of the Mike O'Reilly Show. News and reporting and getting the facts. Today's episode is sponsored by Zinc. Friends, are you sick of seeing your money rise and fall in value, but you don't trust all those shady gold diggers and precious metal sellers treating you like an idiot? Here's the good news. And I recently made my own investment with Zinc. Zinc is the third most underrated semi-unprecious metal out there today. Invest now in your starter package for only $99 a month and get seven tons worth of zinc stored in an abandoned Green Beret barracks. Our facility is open three days a week. Come visit your own Zeke investment and watch it grow in value right before your eyes. Location confidential to premium buyers only. That's an important point. So go to zinc.com forward slash Mike right now and get your starters package to prevent your family's financial ruin. Don't think, buy zinc. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Uh, all right, well, we I'm very excited about today's guest. Welcome to the Michael Riley Show. Today we have Dave Sale Monitor, who's a Canadian animal trainer, entertainer, and online television producer who is one of the world's experts in animal facial recognition. Dave, welcome to the show. One of the big things I'm excited about is for the first time, we have a real animal expert. That's a big thing for shows. Welcome, Dave. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Who am I speaking to? Dave, it's Mike O'Reilly from The Mike O'Reilly Show. It's an honor to have you on the show. My name's not Dave. I'm calling because I've been getting harassing calls from this number, and I want you to stop. Are you a collection agency? Um, um, you are a collection agency. Please hear the fo- Please acknowledge your hearing of the following statement. This can happen often. Uh, Dave, maybe just let, let's... Maybe we can relax a little bit. I'm a radio host. You're on a new show. I want to interview you on a radio show about your expertise with animal facials. Why would facials. a new show be giving me harassing phone calls? This isn't actually harassment. It's just an interview. I'm here to ask well, you questions. This time I called you. I'm, I'm talking about the other times. It's just the reason I called you. I was pretty sure I didn't call you before. We've never spoken before. I I we we I went to the zoo the other week. Our team went to the zoo and they recommended you. I don't understand. Bumenville Zoological Park. Why are you calling me Dave? I told you my name's not Dave. It's Mel. Mel Sale Monitor. No, Mel Harris. <laughs> Mel Harris, are you a uh, expert in animal facial recognition? I do not know what that is. Mel, if we're already here, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's the kind of work that you do? All right. If you promise, you'll stop, stop giving me these harassing phone calls. I'm pretty sure those harassing phone calls are from the Russian government or from some collections agency. All right. Well, now you're speaking my language because I hate those Russians and I hate collection agents. And I don't know which one I hate more. How about insurance companies? I don't hate insurance companies. How about leftist protesters of animals? Right-wing protesters of animals. Oh, well, that's something else. 
Where, where are we catching you at? How, how are you doing today? Well, Mel. Before, before I got that harassing phone call that I still don't understand, I, um, I was just taking care of my ferret. Mm-hmm. Connections are coming. And Frankie tell, the ferret. That's, well, okay. congratulations. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you, Mel Harris? Where do you live? What, what area code is this? This is a radio show. We're produced live in Los Angeles, next to CBS. You don't sound like you're produced anywhere close to CBS. It's cl- definitely close. It's okay. within a mile range. Anyway, yes, I live alone with my ferret, Frankie. That's inspiring. Um, what else do you want to know? I, li- I live on Social Security. Hmm. So l- let me uh, back back up. I have a quiet life. That's why I that's why I got so upset about those phone calls. So I'm I, don't just like gonna... people, I don't like it when people disturb my quiet life. I worked very hard to get this quiet life. I will uh let's back up a little bit. I run a news show. We report the news, the facts, and we interview experts and celebrities. Somehow you made it to the show. You must have something to report or a story maybe about the ferret animals something interesting to our uh large and growing audience you say so well i'll tell you a story you want to know a story i'll tell you a story all right but you can't you can't publish this Okay? I'm listening. So, everyone in my entire neighborhood is up in arms because um, a cat went missing. So, there's all kinds of signs up everywhere. They're, they're really, I don't know, I get, I, I'm not really like, I don't really participate in the neighborhood experience, but I see that everyone is very upset about this cat. They're having meetings. They're sending out search parties. So, anyway, long story short, two days ago, Frankie got loose. I didn't know where he was. A couple hours later, he comes in dragging this dead cat. Hmm. So now I, I have the dead cat. I'm responsible for the dead cat. I'm fearful for my own safety. Because mm-hmm. if anybody finds out, I, I, I would love to. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, it's, you know, it's nature. It's the call of the wild. It's uh, dog eat dog, as they say. So I can't say that I feel terrible, but... Um, I, I don't feel great. I know maybe somebody loved this cat. Maybe this cat was loved. I love Frankie. So on that level, at any rate, um, I don't know what to do. So maybe you could give me some advice because um, I got this dead cat. I can't dispose of it. I don't know. What am I going to do? Drive it out, throw it into the lake? 
Throw it into the river. Can the ferret eat the cat? What are you, some kind of pervert? What are you, what are you, I bet you like to smell ladies' panties? Is that the kind of guy you are? I'm trying to think of a solution because I have watched Animal Planet before. You like to stick your nose in the, in the, in the dog's anus every once in a while? Is that the kind of guy you are? Well, I, I've watched After the Attack. Do you remember that show? 1999, Ontario. 500-pound African lion. Do you remember that, Bongo? <laughs> My name is not Bongo. It's Mel, as I said. The lion's name is Bongo. Oh, it captivated my attention when I watched it. And I think that a ferret could also eat a cat because a cat eats prey. Well, it's I'm... not, I mean, you mean like eat it? Like it's not even, I mean, it's, first of all, it's disgusting. And I don't want that going on inside my, where am I going to, what is, put him in the bathtub? Yeah, I'm not the best when it comes to dead animals in domesticated environments. Maybe, maybe. So say you don't know. Well, maybe we can come up with a solution together. Do you have an empty garbage can in your, uh, that your neighbor has, let's say? Oh, frame the neighbor. Now I like what you're saying. Maybe I could frame the name. Well, but nobody would believe it. The Nothing to... What about putting gasoline on the dead cat, throwing that in the garbage can of your neighbor, lighting it on fire, and then call them from your house, say, hey, I think your garbage is on fire. Wow. You really are a pervert. But I like it. I'm starting to like it. That makes me a pervert, too. Oh, I've been called worse. So, let's just go over this plan that you just suggested, because I'm starting to vibe with you, as I say. So, what do I do? I put, the, I, put it, I put the cat in a garbage bag with other garbage? No, let's start straight up. You're going to look for a metal garbage can that any one of your oh, neighbors I within a... Not a garbage bag. A garbage, garbage can, bag. right, because the plastic, it's metal... Going for. Okay. That's so funny. So then you dip the cat in the gasoline, throw the cat in the neighbor's garbage. This could be around oh, 2 o'clock in the morning when everyone's. Gasoline. I see. I like that. Light it on fire at sunrise. Call them because they're just waking up or probably not up. Nobody knows what's going on yet. I have to I, get up early then, you're saying. Or should I stay up late? That's always the dilemma. If you Wait. lead a quiet life, it looks like you can l choose the hours that you want to do this. Yes, that's very true. Actually. You should look yeah. up after the attack with Bongo. That's really what inspired this. That was in that movie? It was a, rep it, it was a documentary. It was a report. It was a breaking news story. That's what this show is all about. It's all about the news. So that's why I'm interviewing you. Is that what inspired you to do this work? Bongo and that whole... One of the many, many news shows and reports that are out there today talking about real facts and real stories, I meaning real people. You, Miles, are a real person. Mel. Can I give you a nickname, Miles? No. How is Miles a nickname for... Miles is longer than Mel. Miles is two syllables. 
Well, it's one syllable. That's not a nickname. How about Harry for Harris? A last name nickname? I've never heard of such a thing. Have you ever heard of that? Is it where the last name is the nickname? We could be breaking a story. The first person to ever have a last name as a nickname. Okay. Are you open to that? It could be that could be my legacy to the world. What did you do before your life was so quiet? Mel Harry Parentheses Quotation Marks Last Name Nickname End quotation marks, close parentheses, Harris. Breaking story. This is a breaking story. Wow. How do you feel? Honestly, I feel great. I feel great. Whatever. You, what's your name? We never got to that. Michael Riley. Michael Riley? Uh, you're showing me something, Michael. You're on the Michael Riley show, and we're reporting the facts. We're breaking stories, and we also you came up with the strategy. Michael Riley showing me something hmm. right now. Well said, Harry. Wow. You're like a new man. Let's change gears. You have a ferret, brought in a cat, you live a quiet life. Yeah. What did you do before your life was so quiet? Delivered newspapers. Rising industry. For, for 50 years. Hmm. And I'm only 35, so you figure it out. Not. Not really good with the numbers and unnecessary, Harry. So you delivered newspapers. Uh, you need a new nickname now? Unnecessary Harry? Are you like adding a nickname to my nickname? I just call you Harry. Anytime I'm going to address you, it's going to be Harry. You just called me Unnecessary Harry. It's how you interpreted it. Actually, what I said, that's unnecessary, comma, Harry. But because we're speaking, you didn't see the comma. you were saying, that's unnecessary Harry over there. Not what I said. That's if unnecessary Harry, that guy right there, his name is Unnecessary Harry. If, for example, you were taking some kind of psychedelic drug, let's say prescribed by a doctor, you would have seen the comma when I said unnecessary. So you're saying in order to understand you, a person has to be in the midst of a psychedelic drug experience? <laughs> I honestly, Mike O'Reilly, I like you. But I have to say, I think that is the first honest thing I have ever heard you say in my entire life. First honest thing I've said? In That's your right. entire life? That's right. And now you're just repeating words. That doesn't count as anything. Was there a... Was there a colon after life? A colon like a large intestine? Colon... Our intestines are right in the middle of life. Believe me, they uh, they make it possible. I'm trying to understand what you're saying as if I'm reading what you're saying. It makes it easier for me. I don't know what that means, Mike O'Reilly. So, like, would there be a question mark after, I don't know what that means, Michael Riley, Or, I don't know what that means, Michael Riley! exclamation point. Or... Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs>
Ah, <laughs> oh, you're getting in the game, Mike O'Reilly. Just trying to understand. Because when I'm reading, it makes more sense. When I'm talking, I don't know... That doesn't... I don't... It's very abstract. I think that, that, at best, I think I could say that's a very abstract statement, Mike O'Reilly. Uh, hard to, it's hard to picture. You know what I mean? Much less get your arms around it. Reporters are known for being abstract. Period. I, I think you mean the opposite of that. Isn't reporting supposed to be the most concrete thing in the world? <sighs> That's why we have the show. There's too much fake news out there today. Okay. Tell me this, Harry. You're delivering newspapers for 50 years. What led you to the change? To go from the drama, the celebrity, the wealth, the intensity, the passions of being a newspaper delivery person to leading, leading this quiet life. Where was that? That's a drastic, drastic change. Where did that in, intense transition come from? It's a good question. Um, I don't know if you follow the news, uh, but... 24-7. So then, as you're probably aware, um, let me put it this way. When I started out delivering newspapers, I delivered 20,000 newspapers every morning. Digitally. I'm giving you time so that that can sink in. All right. Is it sink is it sinking? Digital newspapers because physical newspapers it would be physically impossible to deliver to 20,000 homes in a single day by yourself. Impassable. Well, what are you some kind of expert? Remember from Alice in Wonderland when the rabbit said nothing someone said nothing's impossible it's just impassable. So if you can prove to me how this is actually a possibility, I think we have our second breaking story of the day. Well, did I mention that I was the head of a team of 1,000 newspaper deliverers? So it wasn't you physically. It was your team who did it physically. I did my part of it. A thousand people delivering twenty newspapers adds up to twenty thousand, of which you delivered zero. <sighs> Mike O'Reilly, that's not correct. I delivered. I was one of the thousand who delivered, and one of the other of the thousand that was on my team did not deliver. They just. Uh, they just drove around in a flatbed with a urine with a with a porta potty. The more you speak, the more confused I am. Um, what I'm trying to get is a story here. I get that a lot, Michael. Trying to get a story. You personally did deliver twenty thousand newspapers with the help of a thousand people. Not right. a breaking story. Why do you say that? Because it's not. The definition of a breaking story is something that hasn't happened that happened. 
And you, what you're saying is already happens all the time. What happens all the time? People deliver thousands of newspapers because there are thousands of people delivering the single newspapers. Did I say 1,000? I meant 100. 100 people delivering newspapers totaling up to 20,000 of which you managed? That's right. So 20,000 divided by 100 is what? You tell me, genius. Stan? Stan! Just Stan is uh, our leading mathematician here on the team. We always need stats. Is that short for Stanislav? Stan just came back to me. 20,000 divided by 100 is 200. So that's possible. It's a full day of work for 200. It's possible, but still not a breaking story. Not really. What would, what would break it? Did it 100 times. Now I'm getting confused. Stan, get in here. We need a statistician to make sure that all the numbers add up. You mean a, you mean a statistician? When it comes to our reports. A statistician? I'm on the phone with Harry. And we're trying to get the fact. Stan, Stan. I'll do it later. Listen, Harry. Of the ferrets, the newspapers. Yeah, cool. You know what? I'd like, I'd like to have Stan by me. Great, great. Stop by our office by CBS, and you can have Stan by you. What was you know the big what? transition? 20,000 newspapers a day, not that big of a deal, but then you go I, to... As I was saying before you so rudely interrupted me, I began with 20,000 newspapers per morning. By the end of it, two years ago when I retired, I personally was delivering two newspapers a morning. A morning, in a single morning? Two. Huh. I'm just Googling something. Um, keep on talking. It's important for the show. I need to get this. Interview questions. Keep on talking, Harry. I just, thought this was an interview. Show. It is. I'm just Googling some good questions to ask because it doesn't seem to be going to... Uh, what do... You were saying? <coughs> I was not. So apparently Google is telling me to ask questions like, what are your strengths? What is Google your overlord? No, Google I'm just, I'm needing, it's, I'm needing some help because I don't feel this is really vibing. So I'm looking for actual reporting questions. So I Googled interview questions. What are some of your strengths? I mean, my strengths are my weaknesses. My weakness is my strength. Well, that was actually the second question, is what are your weaknesses? So we'll just bypass this. Um, why, why do you want this job? What's the, what's the job description? Not adding up. Not adding up. I, would, I try 
but then something always is uh, missing. I'm trying to get the interview questions. I ask the interview questions. It's, then you're asking, like, what's the role? I, you're just Googling now uh, interview questions, really? Mike O'Reilly, um, I think you might want to do a little more preparation for the show. I don't want to tell you how to do your job. Uh, I've been busy. I, I, did, I, did, I did do a job myself. So you might, uh, you might have something to learn here. Maybe it was... Uh, Maybe this was great. Maybe uh, you. This is why. You know. Are you retired? I just told you I was. I forgot. Because I'm not listening to what you said. Well, I don't like to repeat myself, Mike O'Reilly. So, in order to counter that, you might need to start listening in a little bit. Hmm. Let's go back to. Okay, top 50 interview questions and answers. Let's see. Um, okay. Here's a good one. Describe yourself. It's fucking too general. Shit. We'll edit this out. We'll um, this afterwards. I'll repeat the question, even though I normally don't repeat myself because you don't seem to be giving any kind of answer. We've got three questions left. Here's the third of the three, which means there are two after this. So the third, and then there are two more. Uh, what's your favorite? Uh, what do you What do you like to do for fun, Michael Riley? Uh, that's a good. Fuck. That's a good question. What do I per Wait, I should be asking you the questions. Hey, Harry, what do you like to do for fun? Oh, Mike O'Reilly. I'll answer this and then you'll answer. We'll take turns. I bet, I bet you would have a, an easier time thinking of questions to ask if you answered some questions first and just like felt like how it would be to be in the other seat. Is that logical? Yeah. Is that like a logical? It does sort of have a fluid logical. What do I like to do for fun? Well, I'll tell you actually something recently that happened to me. I was at a conference for reporters, and I met some people by the pool, and we were That's swimming. Terrible. I'm in the middle of this story. So we were by the pool, and we were playing volleyball by the pool. Then we ordered some cocktails, and I was getting... Are you a bit of a sportsman? Depending on how much alcohol I have, I can be quite the athlete. So we were playing volleyball in the pool, drinking cocktails. Next thing you know, one of the reporters, apparently very successful, says to me, he's like, hey, I'm flying in a jet that belongs to my friend, but he let me use it for the weekend. We're going to the Virgin Islands. Do you want to come with us? And I'm like, that sounds like wait for it, fun. Those were my exact words. We get on the plane, we go to the Virgin Islands. This was a few months ago. So we went to Richard Branson's island, Necker Island. Right. Mike, blacked out, Mike, when you were saying the name of the person. I just temporarily blacked out. <laughs> Happens to some of us. 
when you black out. So we went to Richard Branson's island. We flew there, and Ooh, then right. I was with two reporters, two okay. reporters, and then the hurricane happened, and then we end up playing a lot of ping pong with Richard Branson and these three reporters. And guess what? None of it got reported specifically because there was a hurricane. What do I do for fun? I like to be indoors during hurricanes. I also like to drink cocktails while playing swim volleyball, fly in private jets, and play ping pong with Richard Branson. That's what I like to do for fun. So now your turn, Harry. Harry. Aren't we, Michael Riley? I didn't hear Yang. Yeah, I never studied Taoism. What is your idea of fun? You don't follow the markets like the Dow Jones Industrial? Is that what yin yang is? It's a stock term? It's what this Wall Street high slicked back hair brokers talk? Yin yang. Yin yang. Hey. Is that what? That sounds like your kind of crew, Mike O'Reilly. Indeed it does. Well, I'll have two questions left for you, Harry. Number one is, what are you going to do with your newfound love of your neighbors? You're going to hang out with well, them. You're going to call them. I don't really get into this religious stuff. So if that's what you're trying to get me into, is this a is this like a is this like a religious call? Is that is that why you were harassing me? Because you you wanted me to call you so you could convert me to your religion? There's no religion here. We just believe in the facts and reports. Mm. As long as you follow the reports, you're not religious, and therefore this isn't a religious call. That's logic. You just mm. heard some. Okay. Final question with Harry or your full name, Mel Harris, retired newspaper delivery man, lives alone, lives a quiet life, has a ferret, brought in a dead cat, is going to light that cat on fire in his neighbor's, one of those neighbor's garbage cans, and then call them up as the sun rises to tell them that their garbage is on fire. Final question with Mel Harris, a.k.a. Harry. Harry, what is dirty? Is Harry dirty? And then could we call you Dirty Harry? I knew you were a pervert. No, that's from a Clint Eastwood movie. It's it's called... It's a Clint... Damn it. Last question. What do you see yourself doing over the next five years? Well, um, are you familiar with uh, medical cannabis? Very not at all. So I just got a prescription from my doctor Mm -hmm. for my arthritis. The psychiatrist? For my arthritis. It's going to take a selfie while you do this. Okay, I'm listening. For my arthritis. 
And so I guess I'm planning on um, doing a lot of cannabis by myself until I die. By yourself technically means with the ferret, though, correct? Well, yes. Do you give the medical doctor prescribed cannabis to the ferret? No. Because? I'm not a psychotic animal abuser. But if it's good for you, it could be good for the ferret. I saw that once on a documentary. You saw ferrets uh, on cannabis? Well, it was more complex than that. It was from that same after the attack with Bongo the Lion. So, I guess we'll leave it there. Mel Harris, a.k.a. Dirty Harry, really great to meet you and get to learn all about your story. Keep us posted. We'll probably do a post-report, post-show on how it went after you blew your neighbor's garbage up with a dead cat lit on fire. We all want to hear how that goes. That might be one of those. Actually, that's a good idea. Stan! Stan! He's the only one in the office now. We're going we're gonna to definitely do some live footage of that. I think that's going to be some good content, good stories. We got a few breaking stories. We got Mel Harris. We got a new story post-op. Mel, thank you so much for being on the show. And here You're is... You're a real charmer, Mike O'Reilly. You're a real charmer. And cut. Okay. Can I ask you a few more questions? We might put this into the show after it's edited. Do you mind, Mel? Yeah. No, Mike O'Reilly, uh, my time is your time. Because there are a lot of really good questions that I found. Um, yeah, here's another one. I'm just looking at all these really good questions. Is there a type of work environment you prefer? You're really something of a simpleton, aren't you, Mike? Sorry to understand that. I... I I was hoping that it was an act, but I'm starting to think that it's some, there's nobody. There's, I've never. There's not such a good actor that can do that like you did. If you are acting, Mike O'Reilly, you are the best actor in the world. I'll ask another question. What can you contribute to this company? The munchies. What interests you about this job? Um, a, a very long list of nothing. What major challenges have you handled? Okay. Newspapers. What was that? Newspapers. Hmm. What was the least rewarding part about your job? Thankless. Why are you... That doesn't make any sense. Why were you fired? I wasn't fired. Why should we hire you? Um... Because I'm a stimulating conversationalist. What do you know about this company? Um, everything. 
How much do you expect to get paid? A million dollars. Describe your work style. Hectic. Describe a difficult experience at work and how you handled it. Uh, the newspaper business went under and I quit. That's not what I was expecting. I was expecting for a little bit more meat. But I'll tell you what. I like that hot round. Q&A. Boom, 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 boom. I think that's good content. We can use it as a segment in the show. Great work, Mel. I appreciate that. Thanks again for being on the show. And again, as uh, promised from the beginning, we will be sending you some promotional Excuse me. I just had some chicken salad right before the interview because I was starving. We will send you some promotional material um, with some automated voicemail messages, some postcards delivered to your house, and there might even be some, you know, a lot of emails and ads that you're going to start seeing of the... <coughs> Mike O'Reilly Show, because you're now an official guest. Mel Harris, thank you so much. Mike, and you're a simpleton, but you can call me anytime. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Thanks so much, Mike. Mel. Fuck. All right, Jake, let's go. Fact checkers of the world unite. Thank you for listening to today's report. It means the world to me and my struggling team. I mean, damn, I mean, we're trying, okay? And your help is what makes this possible. Look, if you believe in reporting as much as I believe in fact checking, go ahead and five-star this juice on iTunes and Stitcher and anywhere on the internet you can possibly five-star anything. Spread the truth and share this episode with your parents or legal guardians right now. Bye.